Hey, and welcome back to the Hustler Pod. Uh, this is our very last episode of the year. Uh, we've been heating up this whole year with lots of different episodes, lots of different programs. And um, we we thoroughly hope you enjoyed this new segment coming out of Hustlers Unite, the Hustler Pod. Um, so yeah, it's been a very, very, very good year overall. I'm going to branch about a lot of different topics today. We have a very special guest. I'm going to introduce him very shortly. Uh, we're just going to do some disclaimers though. The Hustler part is now out on Spotify, Apple, um, it's also YouTube, as you know, and any streaming platform you like to wish to to watch or listen. So, yeah, you can you can find out anywhere you wish. You can tap into it there. Um, but yes, so today we're joined by a very 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 special guest. I think it's important that I have to big him up because he does a lot of the hidden work when I do ask of him. So. Obviously, you know, entrepreneurship isn't as easy, it isn't as beautiful as it seems, you know, when it's good, it's good, we make it look good. Um, but there's a lot of hidden work that goes into entrepreneurship, and I want to speak about, you know, the whole photography and videography element of it today. Um, we spoke about this on a previous episode with Tobu Oikan, very good episode. But today, we have, introduce yourself. My name is Raf. I'm a photographer, videographer. When it comes to hustler nights, whatever they need me to do, I'm here for it. So yeah, that's who I am. Beautiful, beautiful. So yeah, he's, I, he he gave a little very humble introduction. But that being said, he has edited videos, he shot documentaries. You know, he's been part of the brand from the get go. When the literally from the from the minute we say go, he's been there. And I think it's very important that we, we see through his lens as well because everything is about perspective, right? So um yeah. This episode is going to be brought to you by Hustlers United. I don't cry because my man, but there was no Raphael without the rest of the group. I was literally a ghost. I was a puppet, a ghost, a sheep. What am I doing with my life? I need some purpose. I need somewhere to go. I need somewhere to live. Hustlers United, now it's time to fight. Alright, so, Raph, do you introduce yourself? Obviously, you do photography. How did this start? How did this start? It started back in the day. It actually started last this time last year, around this period. I remember it was a, I was dropping off my boys. Well, I was going to the airport with my friends, Emmanuel and Jamal, because they were just going to America to start playing basketball. Okay. And I remember like just seeing them leave. I remember like these guys really are on bigger things, you know living out their dreams. They've been talking about going to America to play basketball for years. I just remember seeing that. And then I just talked about everybody. Then I talked about like Bradley. Bradley's on his gym wave. I felt this feeling of being left behind in a way. Not being able to fulfill my potential. Because it's not even that I, I was doing this for them. I was doing it. I wanted to do something for myself. Mm. So I remember I worked so hard in Intel because I was working at Intel during the summer. I okay. went to a camera. So I remember just going home like, how am I going to feel sad for these guys living out their dreams mm. and just be in the spot I am right now where mm. my life was going nowhere. This time before college, my life had no direction. I always liked this idea of just going with the wind, but the wind was taking me nowhere where I wanted to be. Mm. So I thought to myself, I have a camera. I've always wanted to do something in the realm of photography, videography, YouTube. So I thought to myself, let me just see see the kind of videos I want to make 
So a week after they left, I uploaded video after video after video after video. So let's be let's even break that down even mm -hmm. further. So you now start a YouTube channel. I had a YouTube channel. I still have a YouTube channel. Right, yeah. right, of course, and they can find you there, right? Yeah, okay. it's rap I T double Z R A P H Beautiful. just for the people, yeah. That's cool. So yeah, my YouTube channel, I just remember just so much fear doing YouTube. Cause YouTube is, is a sense where it's like coming out the matrix. You're breaking free from everybody else. Now you're the center of attention. Mm. Everybody will judge you for what you do. And what you put out there. And I've always been a guy, believe it or not, I've always had my insecurities. I've always had my fear of what people think about me. Because I've always been the guy that people like, if people don't like somebody, they'll tell me. So I know how people view other people. So I've, that was one of my biggest fears. So... I just said something just snapped. Something just snapped to me. I was like, "Fuck it, let me just keep uploading videos." So I was on this wave, just kept going, kept uploading. Just didn't care what people. I'll be real. The videos were extremely corny. I was on my motivational wave, making these motivational videos, and even during that period where I was making videos, I wasn't making them for myself. You were no. still trying to. You were still at the point where you were seeking external validation. Exactly. I was. In a way, first off, I was still trying to catch up to you and the guys, you and Manuel Jamal. I was still trying to, I wasn't doing it for, I was doing it so I could get famous. I'll be real, I was doing it so I could get famous. I just wanted, I want that recognition, that respect. I wanted everything. Because mm. just being a guy, I've known, even with my friend groups, I've known I've never had that respect. That people look at me. I do not, they look at you and they don't look at you respect. They don't look at you with authority, you authority. Know, with, with, with integrity, with in the way, almost, yes, yeah, I've, I've always been in that place where I felt people look down on me, like my own friends, I've seen how they look down on me. So I thought to myself, nobody will look down on me if I'm breaking the barrier, if I'm breaking the matrix. No, if you're breaking free from yourself as well. And in a way, I even entered a deeper void. Instead of breaking out, I went back deeper because I lost myself. During this time, I, this is when I had one of the biggest identity crises in my life. Just like doing things that I didn't want to do. Mm. Hanging out with people that I didn't want to hang out with. And then I really don't know what snapped to me. It was mainly just Emmanuel Jamal even the friend group breaking apart. I just went into this depressive state this state of loneliness where it sounds bad right it sounds sad no it's, it's, it's the testimony but that depressive state that loneliness is something that helps me be the man i am today the Definitely. man who can do the cameras of the editing if it wasn't for this whole long figuring out myself i wouldn't be here today it was don't get me wrong it was tough you know just having i like bro i talked to nobody I'll, I'll talk to a few people, but I talked to nobody at all. I just kept to myself. It was just you and your shadow self. Shadow self. Just figuring out what I wanted to do. What I was like, that's in my life really needs some direction right mm. now. There was no direction. And it was it was, it was starting to affect me. Even my, my older brother, I could see him doing things. My sister, my youngest sister was making more money than me. I was like... <laughs> She's she's little, but she's making more money than me. You get what I mean? Right, so right. I, I'm looking at all of this, bro, and I'm just like, something needs to change. Something needs to change. Yeah. Trying to get something you need to you need to start getting yourself together. Yeah. So definitely. Excuse me. Just no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, take your time. So listen, 
I actually took I, I took you back memory lane because I think it's important for the viewers and you know that's why I always say you know to see where you are going you must understand where you came from, came from yeah. right and also it's a very important lesson there you know he spoke a lot about well he didn't directly but indirectly spoke a lot about the shadow self yeah. and how that influenced you to make decisions that you didn't want to make mm-hmm. as in the shadow self being the part of yourself that you do not show to the world if the you world, wish yeah. right so. He also spoke about how you were in this, this depressive state of mind and unfortunate as that may be, there's a great, you know, there's a great philosophy to it because it's very beautiful, yeah. right? Yeah. Because, you know, one must go through darkness to see light, to see light. You right? You need to destroy yourself to create something beautiful. There you yeah. go, you need to die to be reborn, right? Exactly. So that was the depth of the old raft that we did, that we all knew, the raft that wasn't, you know, on his shit if you wish. <laughs> No, respectfully, no, yeah. the most respectful way, you know, yeah. the Rafi was just, it was up to no good, just, uh, really, just, yeah. just living, just living. existing, not even living, existing, Living right? day to day with no purpose. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, before we even move into the photography, that's a beautiful story, but what made you find that purpose? There's a lot of things. Uh, photography, one reason I wanted to do photography was because of my two heroes. One of them, don't laugh, Spider-Man. Now I always just I always just tell it's cool just swinging being able to take pictures I tell that's cool but also my dad okay seeing just seeing my we always be on holidays I see my dad by camera I remember he used to annoy my mom so much because he always had to stop but there's something about catching this beautiful moment in time really stuck with me being able to catch beauty and have it for yourself was something that I always wanted so I just thought to myself there's nothing holding me back. So why don't I just create this beauty that I always watch my dad do on holidays, I always watch mm. Spider-Man do, mm. take the pictures mm. of him fighting crime, me take the pictures of my friends, of the landscape, of the beauty of the world. So just the, I was just like, yeah, I can do this, not stopping me. I worked on Intel for how many, four months straight. Saving up. Saving up. Bought my camera, bought my lens, bought my microphone, bought my tripod, I bought everything I needed and I just kept going. One thing that really like, I if it wasn't for our friend group breaking up, I wouldn't be at the place that I was today. I gotta be honest. As much as those guys meant a lot to me, I was. How do I say this? I wasn't the guy who had the respect. I was more of a the tag along. No, know? you're just more like the puppet, if the you puppet, wish. The right. puppet, the sheep, the tag along. And when that friend we broke like broke apart, when I was when I seen everybody doing their own thing, I said, "Let me do my own." What thing. am I doing for myself? What am I doing? It's a, it's a it's a it's a weird emotion when all your friends leave, and you have nothing to yourself. You know, what I mean? you have nothing to show you for yourself. To show for yourself. That's how I felt. Like that's a feeling that I will never wish on like my worst enemy. You know. No, definitely, I agree because I know what it's like. Yeah. I know what it's like. I know exactly what it's like to not have purpose, not have direction. You know, to move with the yeah, wind. Move with the wind. I the way I say it's like nowadays. The way I see, it, you gotta be moving the wind. Mm-hmm. Move the tame the wind and move in direction exactly. that you want to move in. Yeah. You know, because if the if you allow the wind to drag you along, you might just end up in the Saharan desert for all we know. <laughs> yeah. But in, in, and I mean that in the metaphorical sense as well, because it will take you as far as you want, as far away away from the direction as possible. Exactly, yeah. You understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, no, sorry, very, very, very beautiful. I, and if you wish, please continue. Yeah, I just, man, 
Oh, this is probably an emotion that I've probably never felt, and I'm happy I felt it at such a young age mm, as well. Mm. Just looking, I I remember just crying, just crying when Emmanuel and Jamal left, and just this thought in the back of my head, like, why are you crying for? But see, <clears throat> do you feel like your identity was plugged into your surroundings? It almost definitely, even more than Emmanuel, the whole friend group, my. I, they revolved. My Your identity life, was built around those built people. Built around those people. There was no Raphael without the rest of the group. No Raphael, no Israf, no Obama shoots without the rest of the group. I was literally a ghost. I was a puppet, a ghost, a sheep. If I went out, I wouldn't have a. I wouldn't make a statement. Until the guys. Until the, the guys. Not even that. If they went out, everybody would be around them, and I'll just be the guy in the corner. Oh, you see, let's say um, you see a rapper with entourage. You don't think about the entourage. You think about the, the rapper. rapper. I was an entourage. There was, like I said, the backup dancer. Back, yeah. I was a sheep. There was no Raphael Obome without those guys. And as soon as everything, the whole group, as soon as people moved in their own direction, I had no direction to move in mm. until it wasn't. I had a psyche battle. In that depression, loneliness state, I had a psyche battle with myself, like, not in the sense, like, housewives, but I just... No, metaphorically, you need, yes, yeah. definitely, definitely. It's, it's, I know I said I wouldn't wish I'm my worst enemy, but I wish the states, I, I would love everybody to feel the same that I felt, so... Right, okay. Figuring out their purpose. No, definitely. Let's, let's even dissect that a little more. Yeah. So now we're speaking about the unplug phase, mm. right? The unplug phase is one of the most difficult parts of the yeah. journey. This is where you learn about yourself and you learn that you can't bring everybody with you. Yeah. Right? So you've gone through like the part where you're still finding yourself, you've been through the identity crisis. Now you're going through the unplugged phase where it's like, okay, I have to take my uh, two feet out of the matrix, right? And I have to be willing to do for myself. I have to be willing to think for myself. I have to be willing to create for myself. So at the end of the day, when I do pass on in this life, it's going to be me that passes on. Nobody else. Yeah. So you get to the point where you realize that okay, everything is. You need to be more selfish. Mm. You need to start doing more for yourself. You need to have a bigger ego. Yeah. You need to start creating more. So yeah, how was the epiphany of that then? It was like a rebirth. Right. Seemed like I never really realized it. I think the moment I really realized everything was going on was uh, when I made the video with you. When you asked me to like be a part of the Hustle United. Mm, mm. It was like, I'm really doing what I want to do. I've always wanted to be this guy who goes out with his camera, takes videos and stuff. And now you're really, living through it. Literally, it's a, it's a feeling where, one of the best feelings is making your younger self proud. Mm. Doing the things so healing from your, your childhood traumas. Yeah. My biggest fear was, I was not going out. My biggest fear was looking back and seeing that I've had nothing to accomplish. But now, when I look back, all I do is smile. Because I've made my younger self proud. I've made, now it's just time to make my present self proud. Mm. And I keep on moving for every step, every day, every step, every blink. I make my younger self proud, you know. Nah, that's good, that's good. I make myself proud. That's, that's good. I've always... All I did was try to make everybody else proud. But now it's about you. Now it's about me. And it's weird. It's a weird, it's weird coming into that, you know, realization. Because you always taught to love everybody. You always taught to be selfless. 
but now that you're selfish and now that you're doing things for yourself it's as good as, as it is it's weird making yourself proud because you're not doing i'm not doing this for my mom and dad as mm. much as i looked i'm not doing them for my friends you're doing it for you this this me. this yeah. is your actual vision this there's certain vision. there's certain things that are programmed onto us from a very early age i.e go to school yeah. go to college make sure you do this if you yeah. if you jump on that table there's a problem because you can't mm. jump on that table there's certain things that have been built into, up into a binary code that we accept. Yeah. That's why I always say, you know, it used to be safe, stay safe, now it's stay dangerous. Mm. Because it's dangerous if you wish to go against the grain. Yeah, it's yeah. dangerous to start doing things for yourself and mm. living it. It's dangerous to start speaking into a higher consciousness yeah. because most people have been programmed to be safe their whole life. Because one thing I've always decided to... No, no, you're one good. Thing I always, Oh, I remember back in second year, this guy, man, back in second, the Matrix, man, oh my gosh. I used to laugh at this guy over this Matrix shit. But, but, but let me not be cut your wisdom, yeah. right? But you can see from an early age that how quickly I unplugged. Yeah. I, t I have a phrase, of, I always say two feet out. There's some people that are two feet out, people who are two feet in. There's people who are one foot out, one foot in. You know, mm. I took my one foot out, I say around that period, if yeah. you wish. And I and this is the thing. That's why I always say, when you see something, you can't unsee it. Yeah. When you know something, you can't unknow it. You have a duty and a, a, a due diligence from then on in, responsibility, if you wish, to then act on it. If you don't act on it, that's just stubbornness talking. Because now you know something that most people don't. You've been enlightened. You know you your your pioneer glands been activated. Now you've seen things that most people haven't. Yeah. So be, now with that new knowledge, what do you do with it? Do you sit on it or do you execute? Right, mm, yeah. so that that was sorry. I just had to drop that in there. Good, but the 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 more I started doing things I wanted to do, the more I understood what the matrix this guy would talk about. So what was I talking about back then? Let them know. Freeing yourself, pretty much freeing yourself from this horde sheep mentality that mm. everybody follows. Like I said, when you're doing big things, everybody judges you. But you're doing it for yourself, you're not doing it for the other people. Right. That's what I didn't understand when I first started my YouTube channel. I didn't understand that I'm not doing this for other people. Right. I'm doing this for myself. Right. Doesn't matter if they call me corny, cringy, all this stuff. I'm this is what I want to do for myself. Mm. And this is what you do like when you were making them videos where you're like half naked where the <laughs> Okay, we 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 don't have to but hey listen that that listen that was the younger me but the no, principle being but yeah exactly. i stepped off the hamster wheel exactly even let's say like okay maybe you don't like those videos, but you weren't doing that for a no day. i was you, that was, was me at that moment of time you, you even know though you've retired and you fell back to the the man behind the uh, business you were still you still do stuff and you still continue to do stuff for yourself right and now that you've done most of the things for yourself now you're bringing the community in that's well for me that's what it means to come out of the matrix just be just do what you want you don't listen to anybody live your life how you want to live it don't live to these restrictions live your life for freedom that's how i see the matrix mm, mm, mm. very 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 strong yeah, no very strong very strong so um yeah no i think that was very nice yeah. people most people wouldn't know that mm. you see thing is right i'll tell you something about me yeah. right without being um Without tooting the horn too much. Too away, man. No, no. See, the thing is, right? I became. There's a. I became to. Listen, you see the way I speak. I don't I care who I'm. I don't. I. I'm so sure in myself that mm. I don't need uh, people to tell me something about me. How can you tell me something about me? Who will you tell me something about me? I know who I am. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm assuring my character, my persona, my masculinity. I don't need to do such and such to receive some Instagram comments or yeah. or some validation for some IG. I don't need to do none of that. Like, what's the point? Who am I living for? I'm living for for social media. No. So even if you see the way I speak on Snapchat, anybody who's tapped into this will know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't hide away. That's why I say that the truth is dangerous. And my thing is, I'm a truth speaker. I speak the truth to a very high level, and if you don't have to see it on ad, that's why I say it on ad. If you don't want, if you don't, if you don't want to to be enlightened, that, that's a you problem. But I, I say my thing is, you be doing yourself a, a disservice by not tapping in uh, to someone's levels of freedom because they've shown you, they're trying to show you something that you can be if you wish, and that's that's a choice that you have to make. You know, when you wake up in the morning, do you decide that I'm going to start living for myself? I'm going to continue to be programmed and I'm not going to break out the chains that they've set me because most people are trapped in the prison. Yeah. The physical prison, the mental prison, the spiritual prison, it's a prison. It is. It is a prison. And most people, the thing is, most people know that they're in a prison but they don't want to break free and that's my problem. Yeah. Okay, that's my problem. But to digress a little bit because um, I think that was very, very important so people understood the character. Yeah. And, and, and then that's why I said memory lanes, understand? Mm-hmm. Where you came from to where you're going, right? So this happened, and this is why people don't know this as well. Um, I want. I'm. I'm in the process of writing a book, if you wish. Oh my gosh. Not. 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 Not like that. You know. My thing is, my book is going to be called. I mean, you hear it here first. The transitional years, sixteen to twenty-five. Because if you think about, it, every man going through transition, good or bad, right? So for me, <laughs> my transition started at sixteen, and that's when I became enlightened. That's when I became. Uh, conscious and that's when you know the third eye started being activated and that's when I started seeing things right so that's when I began begun my transition if you wish and ever mm. since then it's been a unrolling effect of transition from one state of Bradley to another that's why there's a there's a there's a line by Nazir Nazir Jones Nas he says life is school for the soul and I'm in life seven already and that really resonates with me because life is deathless you know to wake up tomorrow you die, you're reborn the next morning to a new person, mm-hmm. right? In the spiritual, in the mental, in the physical self. We're always being reborn. I think Ralph really illustrated that really nicely and created that image for you in your mental very, very nicely. So um, without, you know, dwelling on the situation too long, I want to talk about photography. Yes. Photography. So obviously we know your dad, you know, He's he is one of your big inspirations. Yeah, and that is very very beautiful because it shows the levels of uh, relationship, if you wish, between uh, mm. that son and that kind. Of, that's, that's unbelievable. That's beautiful. Um, but I know your dad inspired you. But what made you? Re- I know you say you wanted to get behind the capture moment, and but what was it that decided? Okay, this is what I'm going to set my new identity as for this moment of time mm. what was that why was that what was that i don't know man i know but i don't know it's like like i said everything my whole there's there's a phase that i, I said that it was a no respect transitional myself it was this phase that i wanted to do i wanted to be known for something I don't know what I want to be known for, but I want to be known for something. Was it my good looks? No. Was it my athletic ability? No. At least I am a good looking guy, but you know that. Irrespectfully. Irrespectfully. Right. You know. Right. But that's not what I want to be known for. I want to be known for something I'm good at, something that I kind of enjoy. Mm. And photography is something I kind of enjoy. So I kind of just picked up the camera and I took my pictures. 
you know why I took no pictures? Because I didn't want to, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, all I know is that I wanted, I was blinded by people's validation. Like I said, being the guy with no risk, being the guy who is a punching bag of the group, the guy that people look for for a quick joke, easy joke. You have, all you want to do is just prove yourself to people constantly and constantly and constantly. So when it comes to photography, I didn't know what kind of pictures that I'll take to prove to people that I'm not this punch, to prove that I'm more than just a punch about more than just an easy joke. So I took no pictures. I only started taking pictures during this this year. This year. I've had my camera for a year and only started taking this year. No, that's right. That's right. I didn't post. No, can vouch for that. Yeah, nobody even knew I took pictures. The first pictures, I, the first few pictures I took on my camera was uh, the Hustle Unite photo shoot. Mm. But those weren't good enough because I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just taking pictures to take pictures. Okay, and let's even go through memory again. Mm. That was on, if I'm... That was around March, May. No, that was May the... Uh, that was May the... 7th, yeah. that day. Right? Yeah. And now we're in December, December the 8th. December the 8th. So that's a good five... That's a good six months six on. Months. That's a good six months of progress. Yeah. Right? So I still have to say, not to cut your wisdom, but never underestimate what you can do in a short space of time. It's all about well, how you can apply yourself to the vision, right? Yeah. It's, it's crazy how your mentality changes with things. Like I said, almost most of my life, I've just been a punching bag. I, like, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, there's no sugar coat in here. People look at me as a quick joke, an easy joke. I don't know if they still. I hope they don't look at me like that now. No, you but, built yourself up to be a man of man of a man of action. So thank you, man. I appreciate that. But that's how I was looked at. I just wanted to prove myself. Is one of the worst mentalities I've ever had. Every, most of my mentality in the in my transitional years was out vengeance and revenge. Revenge. Prove myself. Revenge. Me and you, we had a dispute where. <laughs> I, <laughs> Let me just let me just side. Is it okay my side track? Bro, side track, man. Start of fifth year, your family left me for a couple of days because I, I I didn't have enough money to get a trip from Toby. So I was Toby. Toby shucks the barber, the one and only right. our personal barber. Right. So everybody left me, and some you were kind of the cause of this of me kind of growing my backbone. I'll be real. Some but just sort of snapped to me, and I plotted for. So this, when when the school started around September, mm, August, mm, mm. August, September, October, November, five, six months actually, I waited for my chance to get back at you. <laughs> and when you didn't come back to school with a trim, I just laughed at you. But I didn't have I, I let everybody know that you didn't have a trim. Yeah. And looking back at that, don't get me wrong, I was happy, but that happiness went nowhere. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. It was like, yeah, I'm getting back at Paddy, but to what extent? What's, what's the point? What extent? What do I like, gain? I was, I was, this guy would look at the group chat and I would laugh. I was like, I'm putting somebody down to put myself up. That's one of the things I hated the most about people. I, I literally became what I hated just so I could get back at you for what, three days of laughing at me? For one week? And you're, if I'm being real, it was mean, but it wasn't as bad as what I did. I embarrassed you on my privacy for what, a week? 40 or 30 people, man. Just stuff like that is revenge and vengeance is probably one of the worst mentalities to have. 
it might feel good building up it might feel good in the moment but when everything is done everything is just dust you're there with this emptiness like you kind of reflect on your actions like i really just did this this one guy just because he did this and that and that and when it comes back to photography i'm just happy that i moved on from it because my photography account was going nowhere I wasn't even taking pictures, I wasn't doing nothing, I was nowhere where I wanted to be. And then you gave me, me after a little dispute, you gave me the opportunity to like come like, yeah, Raph, don't take some pics. I took some pics that weren't good. I made the video, the video was good. But I kept building from that and I built and I built and I built and I built. And here I am right now, I'm going, I'm traveling now to places like Belfast, Cork to take pictures for all these different type of rappers. I got... Pierre Bourne follow me on Instagram. Wait, say that again, man. I got Pierre Bourne follow me on Instagram. A rapper that I've loved since. Mongolia. You know that song we play with Kai? Of course, of course. This guy, yo, Pierre, you want to come out here follows me because he likes my shots. I'm doing, I'm living where I want to live because I put all of that stuff behind me. Because I, I was, I was a broken boy. I was a boy, I wasn't a man. I was broken and all I wanted was people's validation and now that I don't need anybody's validation I'm at the level and the points where I need to be where I I want to take a picture I don't need to look at anybody's pictures I want to make a video I want to make another interview I don't need to watch some of these videos because I have myself I, I'll just say hey, yo man you want to do an interview the nigga will say yes because I don't need I don't need this person's validation. If they say no, then it's time. I move on to the next. I move on to Bradley. I move on to Joe or somebody eats. One of them boys. I don't need people to push me on. I have myself and myself only. Because like you said before the podcast, friends come and go. You know what I mean? All you have in this world is yourself. You have your family, but first and foremost, you have yourself. Mm. And you got to push yourself as high, as fast, as amazingly fastly, beautifully, as you can go in this world, man. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you started taking shots mm. with Hustlers Unite. Yeah. And ever since then, it compounded. Mm. What's it been like working with these brands and working with different individuals? And what have you learned? What I've learned is I still have fire. I still have, like, a long way to go. Right now, I still I feel like they're underdog, and I've 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 always loved being the underdog, proving people wrong, or prove it's wrong or right, proving people wrong. Proving wrong. Yeah, I always love proving people wrong, you know, showing them I can do this and that. But was that at my last like photo show? Was like I'm done being the underdog. I want to be that guy at the top. No, definitely. I want to be that guy that people look at for inspiration. So, yeah, it's good shooting for all these brands, but I don't. It's not like I want to be. Sh- I don't want to be shadowing somebody because that's that's why these. Not for my last year, but every now and then I'm shadowing over another guy. I need to do this for myself, and I need to prove myself. You need I to own your own. I need to own my own. Yeah, like just you meet some where you meet some crazy people. Like I was in Belfast oh. and. Belfast is crazy. I don't want to go too in depth. This is a family friendly podcast. I won't go. I won't go too in depth to the things I see. Yeah, tread lightly. Tread lightly. Yes. Yeah. So it was just the things you see. You want to be better. You want to be. 
You just you, you gotta keep going strong. That's all I gotta say. You gotta keep pushing yourself. So definitely, no, definitely. So, but what's it been like working with people? What's something you learn about you know business and working with people through photography? Expect the unexpected. That's literally the thing I've learned the most. Some things are very, very, very disorganized. Some people, because I'm mainly shooting for artists. Some of the artists don't even show up. Maybe they get too high, maybe they get too drunk, maybe they don't even feel like showing up. Literally expect the unexpected. Always have a backup camera, backup anything. And uh, just fake it till you make it. Act like you know what you're doing. Because when you act like you know what you're doing, people are going to see like, yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. If you go in there with like shyness, you're like kind of like, timidness. Into, yeah, you're, you're timid for no reason. Nobody's going to want to work with you. I got my, sometimes I do stuff for free. A few, my last, last, last thing I've done for free. I had no idea what I was doing for this uh, wild in the underground place. I was like, I'm bringing my camera to an event where there's going to be mosh pits and people are probably going to be fine drunk. I brought my camera and now people are hitting me up again for more opportunities. I've never brought my camera into a place, into an environment like that. But all I knew was I had to do it. I had, I can't just leave this opportunity on this last day. Because mm, that's the thing. You don't even know. You never know when you're gonna get this opportunity. This may yeah, be your last opportunity. You know. Now I've branched out to. I at first I was just shadowing people. Then I I done my own thing. I was the only photographer in all the marsh pits, just doing my thing. And now people are reaching out to me like shadows, shadows. If he's watching this, people are, are branching out to me like asking me to do like paid photo shoots for them so like i say when it comes to brands just fake it till you make it because that's all that's all you can really do you know when, well many for things that you don't know what you're doing you just gotta fake it till you make it no, i think i think there's a lesson in that yeah. it's more about you know having a certain aura about you yeah. you know a certain swagger like i say swagger of a champion is built into the tree if you wish you know where that don't don't do that <laughs> um but yeah no the swag of a champion you to walk good with your head up chest out stomach in you know shoulders nice and broad good posture you look at <laughs> walking anywhere you know yeah. with the utmost you know the utmost how can i say mysteriousness about you yeah because you know when people see something like that they're gonna ask like who's this you know that's why you say your your body language speaks for itself and fake it till you make it if that listen if that's what works for you you do that um promptly really and truly but yeah so how have you found the business of photography and and even just like you know see you built out a portfolio what's the business of photography like yeah it's annoying that's the when it comes to working with people, it's fucking it's annoying, man. I'm not gonna swear. I'm gonna relax. It gets extremely annoying because some people they hear your rates, they don't want to do a shoot with you. Some people are like, they just don't respond to your messages until hours later, and it's so frustrating. Because you need to plan and you need prepare. to plan. You need to prepare. So, 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 what are your rates then? Give, us, give, give, give the people a little, you know, give a little, little I'm still, something. I'm still a junior photographer. So that's that's not a problem. My rates are 
My race is actually very good for a junior photographer. It's just a hundred euro per photo shoot, mm. one twenty five per video. It's still going up, so I'm thinking about adding that to. Man, there's, a, there's a bit of inflation going on. Nothing wrong with bumping up the price here and there. No, <laughs> so yeah, photo shoots. That's one one hundred videos. That's one fifty. So yeah, man, that's that's my. That's race. that's a very good rate, and I yeah. believe. I mean. Whatever way you think about it, you're paying for quality because you know every every I can speak for it myself. Every brand, every um, online business, they all need video and photography. They need someone to curate and capture moments because mm -hmm. moments are what gonna be told. They they can tell stories, right? Exactly. So I think you're paying for a great service when you have a photographer at your hand or at your service because. You always know what you're gonna get, yeah. especially when you know someone like Obama shoots. He knows exactly what he's doing behind the camera. It gives you extra kind of security and safety. So when you're doing shoots, do you do you like warm your people up or do you let them know what's gonna happen or? No, I just like I ask them like, well, what what do you want me to do? And they'll say, yeah, I just need you to take pics of the events. So as soon as they tell me what they want, I kind of I work off what they want and then I add my own spice to it. Mm. So they're like, yeah, yeah, cool, 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 I got you. So, yeah, I'll just take some pictures for them and everything. That's that's mainly, it's probably different for other photographers. For, for, okay, definitely. For me, it's just like, yeah, you tell me what you want and I give you what uh, you want. Definitely. So, one thing I know as well, if you look about, look at how the, uh, the humani the, there's three types of brains, right? There's mm. the chimeric brain, there's the reptilian, there's the humanian, right? Mm. The humanian is one that we have, oh, right? Shit. Yeah, here we go, something new for you. So that the third one I mentioned there made up of obviously the left and the right hemisphere, right? Left hemisphere being creativity, right hemisphere being logic, right? Mm. So one thing I know is that as a creative, as a creator, you are someone who's extremely creative. Mm -hmm. So you are very left hemisphere focused. Mm. So you use a lot of this side of your brain to materialize these things. And it's interesting. That's why I like to see it because it's a whole different realm of um, the mind and the psyche, if you yeah. wish. So, being a creative is really an interesting thing because most people are not creative. Mm. You know, yeah. it, it, for me to enter that, like for me, it's a, it's it's a flow state. You know, it's, it's for me, it's like there's there's a certain universal law. I cut my fingertips on it now. I remember at the end, but anyways, my thing is for me, I need to enter flow state before I can do many things, right? I need to enter flow state, I need to be in a rhythm, the law of rhythm, that's what it is. Mm. The law of rhythm states like everything has to be in a flow state, good or bad, right? Yeah, so yeah. for me, I need to be in a flow state. I need to be in a, whether, whether I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing business stuff, I need to be in a flow state, you know, I got my certain frequency of music, whether it be 777 frequency, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I need to be in a certain flow, yeah, yeah. right? Because it, it helps to curate and uh, sharpen and electrify my left hemisphere, mm. right? But first, that's why I find when people like you are naturally creative, it's yeah. beautiful. And I want to prop you up for that because I know how hard it may be to tap into creative yeah. frequency. Right? So, what is your favorite way of shooting? Do you prefer shooting individuals or do you prefer shooting for brands? Individuals. Individuals. Why is that? Just, it, I, it's just more personal. Like, this whole summer, I was just shooting with the boys. Danny, Matei, Elijah, Faber, Amani. It was just us shoot me just taking pictures of them late at night even when i play basketball with evan and eaton and steven it's just us us four you see you say these people's names as if they're gonna know who they are oh it's, those, those are those are just some 
some people that have been fucking with just this whole just this whole year. And you know, even shit for Bradley, just outside for his birthday, you see the pictures and there's something special about an individual picture, you know, it just there's some beauty to it. I like there's no it's hard to put it into words, you know. Cause it's special. It's you and your friends capturing a moment in time, having fun, looking back. Like I look back at all the pictures when I first started, not the new pictures, the pictures when I first started. And they, I don't cry because my man. But Bro, there's nothing wrong with crying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, man, I cry. It's not. Bro, there's nothing wrong with crying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, man, I cry. It's not a bad thing about crying. <laughs> I only said that because I knew you were going to say so. <laughs> hey, listen, if you didn't know, this guy is also a very, very, very extreme character, but yeah. So, as a man, <laughs> so yeah, as a man, I don't normally cry, but I look back at my picture. <laughs> okay, let me shout, let me shout. I don't normally oh. cry. But when I look back at my pictures, like it, bring, it brings a tear to my eye because I'm seeing where I came from and I'm seeing the fun that I had while doing this. But friends aside, I'm, yeah. obviously you do shoots with other people you have no clue who you meet. Really, yeah. You just meet them obviously through online presence. Mm. What's that like? The whole experience of meeting your people and shooting for them? It's nice, but it's, it's also like... It's a little emotionless, you get what I mean? Cause you don't have any emotion there's connected. There's no emotional connection to it. It's just shooting for people you don't know. So, like, it's a cool experience, but bring the only happiness it brings me is that I know that I'm going bigger and getting better from this. But I feel like photography is very special. It's it's like like your gym and your business. It means something to you. Like you're helping the people, but thing about photography is you, you help your people, but you also branch out to other people that you don't know. And there's there's some relationships, there's some good relationships built from photography, but there's also some like no relationship built from photography. It's just like uh, it's just people you meet and you just take a few pics for. So it's just very it can be very emotionless to just take these pictures. It can be cool, but it can be very emotionless. Okay, and um, okay. And actually, two more things, right? Talk to me, talk to me. So what was it like Dude. getting your first bag from photography? Oh, man. That was probably the one that had these things. It was, uh, it was for Shucks the Barber, you know? Okay. It was his birthday. He said, yo, Raph, can you take some pics for me? I'm like, you told me. You already know. You already know what I'm about. I said, yeah, Toby. But this one's going to be free because I also took some pictures for Toby and my older brother, Michael. When I was doing those interviews about R. Kelly, I mean Playboy Carty. Uh, <laughs> I can't say I can't say R. Kelly well that food. But I also took some pictures for them while I was after I interviewed them. So Toby was like, yeah, I need that. Rap's kind of hard to photographer. I need Rap to do this thing again. So I called him. I'm like, yeah, Toby, it's not probable. You know, you're going to have to pay me in that. I was like, yeah, rap, that's no worries. So I'm taking the pictures, and let me tell you, I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. This is like my real, actual, like, photo shoot. No photo, well, yeah, photo shoot. I have no clue what I'm doing. So I go in there, I see Toby, all the boys, Michael, a few other guys, Steven, like, shit, man. 
Bro, in my head, you wanna know why I said? I said, well, lahi, I'm finished in my head. <laughs> I was like, this guy's gonna see all these pictures, I'm gonna call them shit. Bro, I can't lie, like, I was walking through the rain straight after work. I go all the way to Dublin, take the bus to Dublin. I'm walking in the rain, bro. I'm shivering, it's a cold day. I'm like, shit, go in there, take my camera out. My lens is too bright, bro. I'm sweating my eyebrows off. Then I switch to my fisheye lens camera, taking individual shots of Toby, Michael, all the rest of the guys. Taking shots while they're walking on the road while it's raining. Bro, it was amazing. Then afterwards, Toby drops me and Michael home. He sends me the money, gives me a free haircut as well. And I was like, I think it was, it's enough to bring somebody to tears, but I didn't cry, but there's just this feeling of, damn, I, I made it. I really, really made it doing something that I love. It's, a, it's a, an amazing feeling when you know you can actually like monetize something you love doing. So you basically monetize it from your intellectual property? Yeah, pretty much. I, it's like I said before, I've, bro, I literally faked everything. I, feel, I faked the confidence, that's what I mean. Because I was nervous, I, bro. I was, I've never been so nervous. My legs were shivering, but I faked that confidence. And I was like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I go in there, I take a few pictures, I get paid, bro, I get paid. It was, it wasn't, it was only like 50 euro, because I didn't, I didn't have any rates. But making my first moolah, my first cash, was something that I never thought I would be doing. Five years ago, five years ago, just watching, five years ago when we're going to parties, and nobody knows who I am, but everybody's bigging up the rest of the guys. To now being called to do photo shoots for people that people that I've always fucked with since back in the day is is a feeling that honestly I would wish it for my worst enemy. I'll be real. I wish I want everybody to feel like what I felt that day because it was like one of the happiest moments of my life. Just kidding. I know I've never told Toby this, but I'm sure he will know now. It was just an amazing feeling just having. Just having, I, I, I just can't put it into words. It no, it's alright. Some, some moments are priceless. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. It was priceless. No, definitely. Um, but no, I think you spoke to a very, very, very high level today. You got very vulnerable. And I really do appreciate that. Mm. And I think people are going to enjoy this episode. Obviously, this being the last episode of the year, um, I think it's, we let we finish on the bank so we can, you yeah. know, interact, we can step into the new year correctly, you know, we're serving this. Um, but yeah, no, listen, I want to say thank you so much for being on. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Um, mm. Obviously, as a brother, I know you very personally and I can see you doing your thing. I just want to yeah, say man. more prosperity, Amen. you know, more success, more <clears throat> more abundance your way as well. Amen. Most definitely. But before we wrap up, I have to ask you one last question. What are three tips you can give for any new beginner photographer? Nice and quick. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. Number two, be, know what you're doing, not even that. Enjoy what you're doing. Make sure that you do something that you actually enjoy. Don't do it because you want to impress a girl and none. Do it for yourself. Number three, have fun most of all. Make sure you're catching the moments in time that you want to catch, not for anybody else. So yeah, it's all about owning your own then. It's all at the end of the day. It's all about you. It's not about the next man, the next girl. It's all about you. It's not about the corporations. It's about you. 
that that's that's all I gotta say. Beautiful. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for inviting. It's man. been a high level conversation. Yes, man. Whenever you need me on the hustler part, I'm here. I know you are. I'm here, man. I got you. Nah, brother. Amen. Nah,